another question. <laughs> no, thank you for that. Uh, I, yeah, I, so I, I, I'll ask. It's sort of the same question, but a bit different. And it goes, uh, Noe, you you brought it. You brought it up actually, and so that that would be nicer to go deeper into. Uh, but basically, being Mexican, because these nations that. Um, the, your communities uh, are, you know, the, these nations that, well, there are bigger nations that the your communities sort of belong to, or at least are situated within, right? And uh, I kind of like to know a little bit more about your ideas on the nature of that relationship, you know, basically being New Savi, but then also being Mexican, right? Sort of belonging to or I don't know if that's the right word, but see, sort of being situated within the Mexican state. Do you guys also do identify as Mexican at all? Um, what are what are ideas that exist in your own communities about being Mexican? Do do your do your families think of themselves as Mexican? Miguel, you brought up the Mexican flag, right? You grew up with the Mexican flag at least, right? So there must must have been some idea also that you guys were Mexicans. Right, that you belong to this greater nation state, right? What is what is uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, <laughs> so when I came over here, obviously I grew up with that, right? That Mexican pride, and even the Gans have that the Mexican pride. Um, I don't know, just being proud of your roots, right? Which is kind of like ironic. Um, but as I understood history, I, I thought I stopped doing that. I don't identify myself as, yes, pol again, politically, yes, my, my, my acta de nacimiento, my birth certificate says uh, Oaxaca, Mexico, right? Samuel Oaxaca, Mexico. And yes, the que país provienes, right? What country you, you come from? Yes, Mexico, right? Pero, but I, I am not really proud of the history that Mexican, uh, state or the country has done to our communities, right? So, I mean, we're talking about colonization, we're talking about independence um, that, you know, has never happened, right? Um, so I'm not really proud of that. And I think some people, when I have my Facebook account and I have a lot of followers and a lot of people from my community, the question like, well, are you ashamed of being Mexican, you know? So that's when the conversation starts. I explain to them, and it's really hard to explain to them because you have to really break down the history of, of my, what I see now, right? So uh, some people think I, I am not proud of, I'm not, I'm, they say, oh, are you, so you, I'm, you're proud of being from the United States? I'm not, it's the same, you know? I, I'm not proud of that either. I, I don't claim neither. So, but back then I did, but now I don't, and I I really don't care about the flag anymore, because it doesn't represent my. Uh, doesn't represent who I am anymore, and I'd rather claim um, the nation where I'm from or, or, or the town that I'm from. So, um, and I'm not also, I, I am not also thankful to the country for whatever they do because they, they owe us so much. So I think um, th that's how I feel now, right? So whenever they do stuff, I mean, like that's your, 
that's what you're supposed to do. It's not the favor that you're doing to us. And it's same thing with this. So I see it deeper like that now. And, and I know many people from my circle are like, what's wrong with me, right? But I guess uh, as you start a conversation with them, probably you could, you know, share some information. But yeah, I don't, uh, I, I, I don't consider myself Mexicano um, now, you know. Yeah, creo que me torno. Um, I think, yeah, I think uh, similar to when I used to, um, yeah, I think like when I was there um, in, my, in my town, they always trying to castellanizarnos. Uh, I don't know how to use the word, but it's, you know, um, yeah, they always trying to uh, like teach us in Spanish and also teach us the like the, the religion, right? Like learn what is a go to baptismo, other stuff. You know, I think it's good, but for me, um, oh, I mean, that, back then I was like really religious, but now I'm like something different right so like um well i think i'm trying to reclaim who really i want to see my grandmother viewpoints you know i want to see her world you know um because uh, i want to see that i want i want to learn i want to live like her you know um because she's who i am and i think being like in mexicano or in mexican uh i don't really identify with like that or just I don't really deal with it because I mean people ask me but I just I'm like a like just um, I just really tired of like being part of that because like they I was trying to I mean kill us but as a killer or whatever like just uh civilize us or just um they just always trying to get off us, you know? Because like, if you see the projects going the, in, the, in the village or in, in the pueblo or in those places, it's always uh, trying to erase who we are. Yeah, so I think in this country, also in other in Mexico, um, yeah, I think right now I just, we just, I don't know what to say, but like, I think I don't, I don't just, I don't want to deal with that, you know? Because I'm really tired of that because being, Always, people tell me I'm Mexican, and people always trying to tell me that I'm not Mexican enough. Or I just, I just right now, I just been, I'm part of that. Or like, I speak the Mexican on that, right? And yeah, I think Sarai or no? Yeah, I was gonna say Sarai. Sarai. Yeah, I was like, oh, and hmm. again, like I do think you know, I was. I, I was raised in Mexico until I was like 16 years old, you know, like I, when I came here, you know, I, all I knew was being Mexican. I didn't know being something different. Um, so it, it's, it's, I don't think I, I have a, a good sense of, you know, I'm from Ayoquesco, you know, like I'm from this region. I think it, it goes back to my town always for me. Uh, but, you know, like here, I think you learn that, you know, you have to identify with something so either Mexican or you are like Latina you know like it's it, like they always try to put you in a box um but it, for me it's always more like you know I'm from Mayoquesco or like uh, it it is also depending on where I'm at um so going back to the first second question I believe um 
but I do think that especially you know the more I've learned of other like children or youth experience again the tricky youth uh, or children uh, they were in middle school like they didn't identify as Mexicans they were trickies you know and um, and then they knew of other towns from their parents were from so it's it, again like it it does become um, a complex concept but again like you know when I came here I was Mexican so it's um, yeah it's complex but I yeah don't I know if that makes sense <laughs> I'll send it to know it now well I have this theory that um, it could be problematic for certain people uh, especially like Mexican nationalists is that Mexico is what it is now because of Oaxacan people. And even since, since before the Spanish, since Tenochtitlan, there were Oaxacan barrios, there were Zapotec barrios, there were Mystic barrios, right? Uh, because we, we pay tribute to, to, the, to the Mexica. Um, the Mexicas, they, 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 the, the commerce, the, 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 the economic system back then, um, we, we, the New Savi, the, the Mixtec, we were really good at making gold. And that was, that was also our part of our tribute, right? So we somehow had an important part in the whole economic system of Mesoamerica back then, right? But then in Mexico, um, I think that Mexico, it is what it is now because of Oaxaca, because the, 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 the politicians, that uh, Mexico has, they come from Oaxaca. If you go to, to the Mexican Supreme Court, there's going to be a huge portrait of Benito Juarez. Um, you know, the Porfirio Diaz, as bad as he was, he industrialized Mexico. He brought the, the he brought change, right? Um, even in 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 a in, the, in a city called Tlaxaco in the Mixteca, they have a statue of Porfirio Diaz because he industrialized the, the region. And with that, it's of the, the Mexican Revolution started in that place, right? Um, and, and, and eventually the, the Constitution of 1917 was influenced by, by the peasant revolts. So Oaxaca played a huge part in the construction of the Mexican state, what it is now. And what is horrible about it is that the Mexican state and the Mexican people forget this fact. They forget who gave them a republic. Um, if we talk about Benito Juarez, he was one of the main folks working for in, in the reform wars, right? Uh, to sustain the Mexican Republic. Um, there's this thing about um, in history, in the Mexican history, where um, there was a law school in, uh, in Oaxaca City uh, that the conservadores or the conservative party of Mexico, they shut down that the law school because it was it was training a lot of liberal politicians that were up against them, right? And, and this is a lot about the role of Oaxaca in the history of Mexico. And and what bothers me about it is that Mexicans, the Mexican civil society, the Mexican government, the Mexican people forget about that. They forget about that history. They forget who gave them that republic. Um, and that comes with, uh, com I come back to that question of when I moved here, um, hearing these racist remarks from Mexicans, right? Um, when I was a kid, my grand 
my grandpa, he used to read me the history of Mexico every, every two days, mostly every week. But he would read me the history of Mexico and keep coming. So this is what Porfirio Diaz did. This is what Benito Juarez did for Mexico. This is what Moctezuma did in Tenochtitlan. You know, this is what Cortes did, right? So coming back, so coming to the United States, not coming back, coming to the United States, um, I felt betrayed. I felt betrayed by Mexicans because ever since I was a kid, I was told that I was part of Mexico, um, that I was part of the Me of Mexican nationalism. When I was a kid, I was um, really trained to salute the Mexican flag, to sing the national anthem. Um, in my community, there were kind of like little prizes for those who sing the, na the, the, the national anthem really well or, um, or like nationalistic poems. Um, and hearing racism from Mexicans, I really felt betrayed because I knew the history and I knew, I knew the role that Oaxaca played in that history. Um, so it is that that influenced my my research, my um, uh, my readings on Mexico. And answering your question, I think um, I definitely should say that I'm not Mexican. It is important for me to say that because. Uh, I have to give space to the nation that I belong to and to establish some kind of um, interruption and in saying, you all forgot about your history and you forgot about indigenous people. And I'm here to remind you what happened by saying I'm a Nusavi, I'm a mystic. And I want you to remember that and know that and learn that. Uh, so that's why I don't, I, I don't say <laughs> like I'm Mexican all the time. Um, and also because traveling, because part of my work, I, I traveled in Oaxaca and the part of Mexico, uh, many mixed and Yosabi communities raise their flag. Uh, they sing their national anthem in Tensari. Um I heard people saying, we're not part of Mexico. Uh, eso es la otra cultura. There's the other culture. But we're not, we're not savvy. We're not savvy. We're the people of the brain, and they establish that, and they and teachers teach the students that, and and that was super. At first, I was like, wow, um, it was really impactful for me, um, and it is for them, for them, for the, for the for those students that I saw singing in Tunsavi and and raising their flag. It is for them that I say I'm not Mexican. I'm a Nusavi, I'm a mixtic, and I have a flag, I have an identity, I have uh, a political system that, I, that I'm faithful to, and that's who I am. And yeah. Did you have another question, Tuck? Uh, I was gonna ask y'all if y'all had questions for each other, because uh, we also wanted to open that space for y'all too. I, I do want to um, comment on what Noé said. I was, I was trying to, like, I, I understand what he was saying. Um, just understanding, like, when, when we're talking about, uh, uh, I, I do, I am also aware that there was um, migration of our communities in Tenochtitlan. But keep in mind that Oaxaca wasn't established back then either, right? So, mm -hmm. but I, I, I'm, I'm, I guess what I'm understanding what you're saying is that you, you're talking about where we are right now, right? At this moment, even though back then 
it wasn't Oaxaca playing the Chivas. It was just these nations that were mm -hmm. on their own the border, whatever border there was. Um, and I feel like um, to add to that, um, many I think many communities and nations also feel that they don't belong to this Mexican state, right? Because they are being forgotten. Not only um, communities in the political state of Oaxaca are being forgotten, also Guerrero has been forgotten, also Chiapas has been forgotten. Um, communities in the north, like uh, Seri, Concac have been forgotten, and Michoacan, um, and like even Michoacan, like for example, even I, the issues that we had had was primarily with people that come from Michoacan or Sinaloa, and then, but even Michoacan, like they don't, I, I don't know if they're aware that there's indigenous communities there like us too, in there, like the, the, the community allá in Michoacan. Y, y este, it, there's this mindset, que, you know, it's only the South, right? But it, it's all over as well. But um, I like to add to the Ibno Nacional, it bothers me so much now because of how I see it now, that they want to translate the Indo Nacional in our languages. I'm like, it's two different worlds, you know, why are you forcing this mind concept, uh, this to our language when we, how do you say Mexicano, eh? Mexicano, Sagrito, like, yeah. how do you say that in the language, right? Like, yeah. I will just say, uh, but who are we fighting, right? Like, if you talk about the Emblem Nacional, who are we fighting? Uh, other countries? Uh, uh, what are we defending? So it's really problematic right now because within the context of Mexico, other, just like religion, our other life, that's what they've been born into, like, like we said, right? So they, 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 all the schools will make them raise the flag. All the schools will have escoltas, like the marching marching um, practices. And so it's, it's really hard, right? And, and, but then again, in, in our language, that we don't have that. So I don't know, maybe there might be a disconnect at, at the same time as well, right? We just go to school and we know we just have to raise the flag and we just know we have to sing, but we don't know what that means to us. To us, the language, in our language, we discuss our own political stuff, which is what Manuel said, the La Asamblea, the, the, the cargos. Um, so um, I, I just wanted to comment on that. Yeah, we have always been in, in dialogue with the Mexican state and we have to do it in order to survive. Um, you know, it, we, in, in discussions of indigenous communities with the, the Mexican government. And when I say the Mexican government, I say like um, municipal offices in certain in regions, right? When, when indigenous communities want to create a project, for instance, they need to go and talk to those folks in those offices. And by doing that, they're in dialogue with the Mexican state, regardless of how those people identify, if they identify as indigenous or not, they still part of the Mexican state. And it comes down to that for me. Um, all those strategies that we have to do, all those maneuvers we have to do, uh, we're in constant dialogue with the Mexican state. Um, and it is there where um, 
sovereignty is established, right? And this is where we have some kind of, in Spanish, soberanía, right? Independency or self-assertion. Um, and we begin doing that since we were little kids. I'm speaking for myself here uh, and the people that I talked to. We have been doing, we, we were trained to do that since we were kids in, 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 in Mexico when we were a child of Mexican anthem in Spanish, um, even to Mtavi, um, or saluting the Mexican flag. It is those instances when you're taught how to be Mexican and when you're taught to, to fight for Mexico. And in that process, when, things, when it makes you forget your own indigenous, your own, for instance, Musavi origin, that's colonialism. And, and, and I think the Mexican state does that really well. <laughs> so th that's why it's, I think it's important to, to establish that, yes, but there's a difference. It, it, there needs to be an interruption. Um, because if we don't do it, we don't get to survive, especially now that um, many of us are here in, in the United States, right? Um, it, it's, we have to live in strategies that are not only about who, why we identify or not. It's, it's, it's political and it's strategic political uh, rhetoric, it's political manifestation every day. So, yeah. I think Amy had a question. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, I mean, for everyone, where do you see our people in the next ten years? Like, where do you like in in a, in a like in academic in academic or also like in a community? How do you see like our community? Like, do you think that well, there some community that really had like a structure of like Mexico here, right? Like in, in pueblo. Uh, um, but like, I mean, in every aspect of the. Um, like in our community, how do you see our community in ten years? Oh, I mean, you can answer. I don't want to answer. I mean, I can answer for later, right? If we have time, because I don't, yeah. My God, do I have to go? Because I was gonna mute myself. I was gonna say that yes, they um probably have to go soon. But um, wanted to. That was a very good question. <laughs> um, and also hard. The world is changing. I mean, we're in a very unique moment in history, I think. Um, and I really think that um, hopefully in 10 years, um, I really hope that at least in the United States, or at least here where we are right now, is that our communities achieve, um, you know, like economic um, and uh, social justice um in the sense of you know even the work that you know many of our parents uh do is not value um a, our community keeps being prosecuted uh because of uh lack of documents you know to to work here um so i really hope that in 10 years that uh needs to change um and that um we claim that um and that is rooted, you know, in the fact that our communities know how to take care of the land. And, um, and yeah, I, I remember going into the Mixteca and to actually Miguel's town when I was last time in. Uh, one of um, the families I was staying with, um, I, gotta, I got their names now, um, 
but I stay there and they told me two things that I think were really, you know, impactful for me. One was that they, um, the schools brought the problems to the towns. The schools uh, that uh, were forced uh, really make them self-conscious, you know, like about their language and about their culture. So they blame the schools. And they blame plastic for being making the town. Uh, they they've never seen plastic before, and like now bags and plastic everywhere thrown as a food uh, like trash. And uh, you know our communities know how to take care of the land, and you know we are rich in culture and language. So I I hope that the change that comes is rooted in our ways of being. From you know sounds weird indigenous so. Um, I'm hoping that um, in that, you know, we, uh, yeah, we, we claim who we are. And I also like um, another thing um, about this whole, you know, like being Mexican or not being Mexican and what that means is like, you know, being here too is you don't want to be Mexican if you don't have the same rights and the same treat treatment that other people have, you know, like our communities have been denied this since even in Mexico, you know, not having the proper infrastructure. And that's why Oaxaca is so unique, you know, having their own uh, usos y costumbres as part of their government because they're trying to claim that their own autonomy and having that in at the same time, you know, like we're part of the same systems that do not let us be free. And, you know, it's, um, it's, it's a completely whole revolution that we need. Um, and that, you know, like a lot of that um, genocide of our communities ca comes with these policies of being like mixed, you know, and being like, you know, uh, like that mixture that is supposed to just eliminate, you know, our culture and language. Um, so, yeah, I hope that in 10 years um, we are stronger and that we um, achieve, you know, what we've been fighting for. Um, for many years and that brought us here. So um, I'll send it to my fellow uh este una sabi una isu sorry Miguel you can hate me uh man it's like it's really hard también because you constantly learning understanding different perspectives as you grow I've grown so much during these 10 years of this movement, you know? Um, because back then, I, I would be like, we're trying to preserve, you know, like we grew up with this narrative that we're trying to preserve, right? And we're trying to not lose it. But then I understood the reality as well, that we, we are migrating, we are learning different things. So how do you find that balance and adapting, like learning to adapt to this new, um new things are, are happening so fast right no 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 um new reality i don't know um i i think um i think for sure um if we're going to talk about preserving being connected to our community it's the key to to continue moving forward because and that's and that's what happens when we migrate because it, it disconnects us from the communities, and that's why we're having all these issues. That's why we're having like with any, like we we can't practice it as as we want. We are not learning words, or we are not using words 
that are being used in the context of our towns because we are here, right? So we're not we're not using it anymore, and eventually it's gonna die off. So how how can we move forward uh, and continuing the language, right? And uh, it, it's hard for me because, uh, like, as a language um, promoter, uh, I don't even have a name for it. Uh, I get hit by reality that it's really hard fighting against society. We are, like I always say to people, we are at the belly of the beast. We are a, a, a really influential place right now, and it's really hard to fight it. And, and our best, we always say our best chance is just teaching it to our children, right? Or, and, but I think, um, I hope that that this new movement that I, f I feel like we are in, in a movement like with this uh, identity stuff with this new savvy stuff with this indigenous stuff. it's a movement and we're trying to and i think it's, it's intentional we're trying to get people to understand what's going on right and and start claiming um that and understanding the the knowledge que nuestros pueblos tienen, you know the knowledge that they have and that it's 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 the same uh, or if not equal to what they have here or even better. But uh, we just gotta change that narrative that everything that everything in English and everything in Spanish is better than 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 nuestro pueblo, and that's not the case, right? Um, so in ten years, um, I see more. I hope to see more trilingual speakers, uh, whatever language. Uh, but I also seen more of us in different spaces that we have not been uh, in, into. Um, I'm not really a fan of, of, of political spaces, but I think it's needed. And when I'm saying political, I mean the government, the city, you know, because it, you are, we already know how it functions, but I think it's needed to be, we have to be in the spaces. Um, we sometimes complain that we're not being representative and we know that the only way we could be representative or being considered as being in these spaces. So I, that's what I see in 10 years, more, more people taking over these spaces and using those spaces to continue, you know, helping um, or working with our communities. Um, yeah. Um, so for 10 years, um, the thing about indigenous people um, or well, focusing on the new savvy, um, we have things, we change with the times, right? We change with the times and we change with the, this capitalist system we're in, right? And it's, it's this capitalist system which depends on our labor. Uh, indigenous peoples, indigenous bodies have been used since, for since centuries through the Mexican state and in the United States for manual labor, for agriculture, right? And this also depends a lot on, uh, on policies that nations implement, the policies that the government implement, uh, that, that wants to sustain such labor to, to produce more, right? And that has been the agricultural industry. Things have changed, as I said, <laughs> that um, right now we kind of don't know. We're in a fascist period in the United States right and then a fascist period which changed what we knew about the neoliberal times 
um, NAFTA change. Um, um, a few years ago, NAFTA was a big um, promoter of displacement, of indigenous displacement, since it started in the 90s, right? That changed to be um, an agreement between Mexico, the United States, and Canada. Um, so that's going to change things for indigenous migrants. Um, for folks that have been, uh, been here working, um, we're still part of this capitalist system, right? Whether it's as farm workers or for many of us that went to school, um, we're now professionals, right? And that comes with the second, third generation of indigenous migrants. So that is a huge change. And I know I'm not the only one. Um, we're getting educated. <laughs> we're you know, navigating institution, institutions in the United States. Um, many of us speak English, um, speak Spanish, and, and Kunsavi, we're trilingual, we're bilingual, right? But we have this commitment to our communities. And that entails a huge change for the culture and, and for, for, for um, the diaspora, right? Um, so what's gonna happen in 10 years? There has to be some kind of political, concise political movement in which these things will take into account. Education, uh, language, land, and that's how the movement's gonna revolve around, right? Um, those three issues, and that's hard, you never know. We're moving with the times. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, um, I think like, I think when I used to, not when I used to, not when I did when I used to, like studied all this um, history, right? I mean, other people started all this history and I think also other people have continued this um, this movement or people like existential like, like, like or for self, right? They have been fighting for us and like well, you can see a lot of people there um i think francisco lope Barcena, Baciernas, and also um betty carillo right betty they, they always been fighting for us and to have a voice in some spaces and i mean you know sus madres and padres they always been fighting so i think the next year i really see like a lot of um many our people Zapotec, um, every, every people, like every nation, to really uh, occupy spaces. Also, um, yeah, they're just gonna like shine, I mean, the chingones in every spaces. And I really hope that, that like we can um, have like a, a, a spaces where a language is spoken. Our ideas is our ideas, our words are spoken. Our ideas is see, and we can have like our books or in every in in, any, in anything. I mean, we can have like our voice there, our our perspective. Yeah. So um, yeah, I really hope that, and I think it's gonna happen. Like really, I'm really sure that that stuff is gonna happen. So yeah. And and something that I have been thinking too, it's um, at least in my writing. I was saying the Chicano movement um, as an example of the things that are useful for um, my own ideas on the on, on the Nusabi future. Um, 
or or things that are not useful. Um, something that I've been reflecting a lot, thinking about um, education, thinking about education as a way to for upward mobility, for class mobility. Um, that's, that eventually is going to happen. We want it or not, we cannot be always the colonial. We have to survive, right? There's going to be, a, in, the, in, the, in the future, there's going to be um, new salaries that have college degrees or graduating from high school. Even graduating from, from high school is a huge thing in our communities, right? That entails some kind of, 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 of uh, class mobility in our communities, right? Um, I don't want my community to be like, like, like I'm sorry if this sounds bad, but um, to be like Chicano, well, the Chicano, Chicanos have been in, in which they, they rely on this nostalgia about a past, right? And they try to sustain that, like, this is, this is who we are. We need to go back to the, this or certain ideas of, of a culture that you're not part of. And it's, it's just nostalgia, right? What I'm imagining for is having really, really clear that we have a political system, we have a government, right? And that I go back to this notion of, of nationalism and sovereignty, that we need to have that clear, that we have a government. And we have a government that is trying to survive amidst this dominant set of, of governments, right? That are Mexico and the United States. Um, that's where we are. And, and I really hope that regardless of these social changes, um, we still strive for that. You know, we still strive, like I said, like education and our language and land, um, which at the, end of the, of the, at the end of the tunnel, I would say, are the things that matter um, that will sustain us. And those are the same issues that our grandparents had so, yeah. I think I had to go, uh, but I don't know. Thank you. Gracias. Shavino. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah, thanks for joining us. This was a really cool conversation. Yeah. Yes. So I I feel like um, Sanai also, uh, I might have to go too. So yeah, uh, this, this is really a great conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Many of us haven't seen each other sometime, and I think this helps us also, even if we know each other, understand, kind of like catch up, but also understand where we're at, right? Um, but I think we require a lot of more time for this yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and this is same. Oh, go, go, go. <laughs> No, it was like, it was great seeing everyone. I hadn't seen, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I've known of, uh, yeah, I know most of the people in the panel. So I'm, I'm really happy to see and sharing this space with all of you. So thank you for inviting us. It's just like, really, um, yeah, it's part some, like, I have so many questions and comments and uh, definitely more food for thought, at least for me uh, to really um, continue, you know, this is a journey and we continue learning and relearning and um, I appreciate everyone um, and there's a lot of work that needs to happen and I'm glad that we're all making it happen in our own respective uh, places in towns and space so um, appreciate everyone um, and thank you for having us here and 
forward. Um, yeah, being part of that change in the classroom too. I know uh, we didn't hear much Takashi, uh, but I know um, there's a lot that schools um, are dealing with right now in our communities. Our kids uh, are suffering because of the system did not support them. So um, yeah, so I just want to say that. Um, I think we're gonna enter there, right? Um, because everybody's living there. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I'm just saying, um, we can talk if you want. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but thank you so much, you um, It was wonderful seeing you. Sorry, I haven't seen you in a long time. So it's, it's really cool to hear from you and see you and Miguel. Um, it's, it's amazing to see you uh, doing the work. And I just wanted to say that this is how it is. Like, you know, I'm working here, Miguel is doing something, uh, Sara is doing something, Ine is doing something. We're all doing something. And eventually it's to a related goal. You know, it's, it's for the concern of, of a people, of, of, of where we come from. You know, we do it in different ways, but at the same time it has the same mission. And, and that's, what, uh, that's where we are, you know, and, 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 and at some point, we we have we get to have to have meetings like this and we know where we are and and how we're going to continue as a people and i think that says a lot about our culture and the diaspora and and our politics right so thank you for the invitation <laughs> yeah thanks thanks again for joining us yeah no way your comments on chicanismo really like hit home because a lot of the stuff you're saying kind of resonated because i know like like stuff about nostalgia like yeah it's like it is all like 80 percent of it at least and by now is like just nostalgia just like yeah. historians kind of still talking about the braceros and still talking about zoot yeah. suits and stuff like that so it is yeah a lot a lot of it is that yeah at least but I didn't want to. I didn't want to like comment on that too much because this is that's that's tangential to the broader thing. So yeah, I met. Uh, I was mentioning these folks from from Oxnard. Um, there was this Miseko kid that really wanted to be a sweet tooth. He really wanted to be a pachuco, and he was like, "I'm gonna be a pachuco." <laughs> um, but um, and, and but I asked him like, "You know, you're Miseko, right?" And and and, and he said. What is that? <laughs> I'm Aztec. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that happens. Yeah. He thinks different now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Carlos. Thank you, Takashi. It was, uh, thank you for the work you're doing. I think, I hope in the future we could hear more about your work. I think it's important for, for, for us to talk about it too, because it's related. I'm pretty sure, like you mentioned, you work with with um, in LA, I know there's a lot of indigenous community, especially recent migrants like Guatemaltecos from Guatemala. So that's something that it's, uh, we, we definitely want to hear the struggle they're going through there. It, it might be the same as us as well. Mm -hmm. But thank you, Carlos and Takashi for the invitation. Yeah. Thank you both. Thank you. Bye, thank I have you. to go now, but bye. Bye. So we, bye. So we're gonna end it now, or um, I get, um, what's gonna happen? I can still be here if y'all want. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, who's gonna be here? Is Unaisu? And... Yeah, I have to go to. Um, oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. 
we can yeah. schedule one yeah. um, sometime in the future. I don't know what your schedules look like for y'all, but we do this every Saturday from three to five uh, Pacific time. Oh, cool. So yeah. we don't have anything scheduled for the next couple of weeks, actually. So if you do want to do continue this conversation next week or in two weeks, um, yeah. reach out to me or Carlos. Let me know. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm, cool. I'm free for the summer. I'm free um, on the weekend. I'm writing, so just let me know if you you want to talk again. Cool. So, yeah. Well, thank you, thank you, you all, and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Gracias. Thanks. Thanks, Carlos. Just uh, let us know once all the dates. Yeah, we go. All right. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Gracias. All right, man. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.